November 4th. Talking about the authority of reality. It is essential to give people a chance of acting on the truth of God. I give you that chance. The responsibility must be left with the individual, though. You cannot act for them. It must be his own deliberate act. But the evangelical message ought always to lead a man to act. The paralysis of refusing to act leaves a man exactly where he was before. Hmm. When once he acts, he is never the same. It is the foolishness of it that stands in the way of hundreds who have been convicted by the Spirit of God. Immediately I precipitate myself over into the act which that second I live. All the rest is existence. The moments when I truly live are the moments when I act with my whole will. Never allow a truth of God that is brought home to your soul to pass without acting upon it. Not necessarily physically, but in will. Record it with ink or with blood. The feeblest saint who transacts business with Jesus Christ is emancipated the second he acts. All the almighty power of God is on his behalf. We come up against the truth of God, we confess we are wrong, we go back again. Then we come up to it again and we go back until we learn that we have no business to go back. We have to go clean over on some word of our redeeming Lord and transact business with him. His word come means transact. Come unto me. The last thing we do is to come, but everyone who does come knows that the second the supernatural rush of life of God invades him instantly. The dominating power of the world, the flesh, the devil is paralyzed. Not by your act, but because your act has linked you onto God and his redemptive power. Gosh, that's just exactly what I was saying. This is crazy, huh? So let's talk about scriptures tonight. Let's start out with the book of Proverbs, shall we? Proverbs. Starting in chapter 3. Verse 1, my son, forget not my law, but let thy heart keep my commandments. For length of days and long life and peace shall they add to you. Let not mercy and truth forsake thee. Bind them around your neck. Write them upon the table of your heart. So shall you find favor and a good understanding in the sight of God and man. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not in your own understanding in all of your ways. Acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. Be not wise in your own eyes, fear the Lord, and depart from evil. It shall be health to your navel and marrow to your bones. Honor the Lord with all your substance and with the fruits, fruit, first fruits of all your increase. So shall thy barns be filled with plenty, and thy presses shall burst out with new wine. My son, despise not the chastening of the Lord, neither be weary of his correction. For whom the Lord loves, he corrects, even as a father, the son in whom he delights. Chapter 12. Verse 12. The wicked desires the net of evil men, but the root of the righteous 
is going to yield fruit. The wicked is snared by the transgression of his lips, but the just shall come out of trouble. A man shall be satisfied with good by the fruit of his mouth, and the recompense of a man's hand shall be rendered unto him. The way of a fool, though, is right in his own eyes, but he that hearkens unto the counsel is wise. A fool's wrath is presently known, but a prudent man covers the shame. He that speaks truth shows forth the righteousness, but a false witness, deceit. There is that speaks like the piercing of a sword, but the tongue of the wise is health. The lip of truth shall be established forever, but a lying tongue is but for a moment. Deceit is in the heart of them that imagine evil, but to the counselors of the peace is joy. There shall no evil happen to the just, but the wicked shall be filled with the mischief. Lying lips are abomination to the Lord, but they that deal truly are his delight. A prudent man conceals knowledge, but the heart of fools proclaims foolishness. The hand of the diligent shall bear rule, but the slothful shall be under, under tribute. The heaviness is in the heart of a man makes it stoop, but a good word makes it glad. The righteous is more excellent than his neighbor, but the way of the wicked seduces them. The slothful or lazy man roasts not that which is he took in hunting, but the substance of a diligent man is precious. In the way of righteousness is life, but in the pathway thereof there is no death. Chapter 15. Verse 1. A soft answer will turn away wrath, but grievous words will stir up anger. Tongue of the wise uses knowledge right, but the mouth of fools pours out foolishness. The eyes of the Lord are in every place, beholding the evil and the good. A wholesome tongue is the tree of life, but perverseness therein is a breach in the spirit. A fool despises his father, his father's instruction. But he that regards reproof is prudent. In the house of the righteous is much treasure, but in the revenues of the wicked is trouble. The lips of the wise disperse knowledge, but the heart of the foolish does not so. The sacrifice of the wicked is an abomination to the Lord, but the prayer of the upright is his delight. The way of the wicked is an abomination to the Lord, but he that loves him that follows after righteousness. Correction is grievous unto him that is forsaking the way, but he that hates Reproof shall die. Hell and destruction are before the Lord. How much more than the hearts of the children of men. A scorner loves not one that reproves him. Neither will he go unto the wise. A merry heart makes a cheerful countenance. But by a sorrow of the heart, the spirit is broken. The heart of them that has understanding seeks knowledge. But the mouths of fools are all going to feed on foolishness. To all the days of the afflicted are evil, but he that is of a merry heart has a continual feast. Better is a little with the fear of, of the Lord than great treasure and trouble therewith. Better is a dinner of herbs where love is than a stall ox and hatred therewith. Chapter 16, verse 1. The preparations of the heart in the man... The, is it preparation of the heart in the man, and the answer of the tongue is from the Lord. All the ways of man are clean in his own eyes, but the Lord's going to weigh the spirit. Commit your works unto the Lord, and your thoughts will be established. The Lord 
has made all things for himself. Yes, even the wicked for the day of evil. Everyone that is proud at heart is an abomination to the Lord. Though hand in hand joined, he shall not be unpunished. By mercy and truth, iniquity is purged. And by the fear of the Lord, men depart from evil. When a man's ways please the Lord, he makes even his enemies to be at peace with him. So better is a little with righteousness than great revenues without right. A man's heart devises his way, but the Lord is going to just direct his steps. Turn with me to the book of Mark. Verse, chapter 1, verse 21. And they went to Capernaum, and straight away the Sabbath day, he entered in the synagogue and he taught. Jesus himself. They were astonished at his doctrine, for he taught them as one that had authority not as one of the scribes, just reading through the word, but one that is actually speaking the authority, what the word was saying and commanding. Amen. And there was in their synagogue a man with an unclean spirit, and he cried out, saying, Let us alone. We have nothing to do with you. You, Jesus of Nazareth, you have come to destroy us. I know you and who you are, the Holy One of God. And in that moment, Jesus rebukes him, saying, Hold thy peace and come out of him. And when the unclean spirit had torn him, he cried with a loud voice and he came out. And they were all amazed, and so much they questioned among themselves, What thing is this? What new doctrine is this? For with what authority does he command even the unclean spirits, and they have to obey? And immediately his fame spread abroad throughout all the region, Roundabout Galilee, Mark chapter 10. Verse 42. Jesus with his, is with his disciples. Ten of them were with him, and he says unto them, Know you that they which are accounted rule over the Gentiles exercise, exercise lordship over them, and their great ones exercise authority upon them. But so shall it not be among you. But whosoever will be great among you shall be your minister. And whosoever of you will be in the chiefest position shall be a servant of all. For even the Son of Man came not to be ministered unto, but came to minister and to give his life as a ransom for many. So there's a cost to all of this that's been paid and is being paid. Chapter 13, verse 34. For the Son of Man is a man like taking a far journey who left his house and when he left he gave the servants authority and to every man his work and he commanded the porter to watch. So watch you therefore and you know not when the master of the house is going to come at evening or in the midnight or at the cock crowing or in the morning Lest coming suddenly he will find you sleeping, being lazy, instead of being on purpose. And what I say, I say to you all, watch. 
Look with me to Luke chapter 9. Nine one. Then he called the twelve disciples together and gave them power and gave them authority over all of the devils and to cure diseases. He sent them to preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. And he said unto them, Take nothing for your journey, neither staves nor script, neither bread nor money, neither have even two coats apiece. And whatsoever house you enter into, abide there until you depart. And whosoever will not receive you when you go out of that city, shake the very dust off your feet for a testimony against them. And the disciples departed and went through to the towns, preaching the gospel and healing everywhere. They did what he commanded and were in shock and awe that they could. Romans chapter 1. Verse 16. Knowing this, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. For it is the power of God and the salvation to every one that believes. To the Jew first and also to the Greek. And therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the, the just shall actually live by faith. So the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men. Who hold the truth in unrighteousness. Because they which that be known of God is manifest in them. For God has showed it to them. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen. Being understood by the things that are made. Even the eternal power and the Godhead. So that they are without excuse. Because that when they knew God. They glorified him not as God. Neither were they thankful but became vain or selfish in their own imaginations and their own foolish heart, which was darkened. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. Changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into image made like unto a corruptible man, to birds, to four-footed beasts, creeping things. In our world, pornography, alcoholism, gambling, whatever you want to put in there. So wherefore God gave them up to an uncleanness through the lust of their own hearts to dishonor their own bodies between themselves. That's where this whole promiscuity thing took off before marriage, adultery and adulterousness. Because they changed the truth of God into a lie. And they worshiped and served the creature more than the creator who is blessed forever. Amen. Let that be so. Romans chapter 2 verse 1. So therefore, you are inexcusable, O man, whoever you are that judges for wherein you judge another and you condemn yourself. For you that judge do the same things. We are sure that the judgment of God is according to truth against them that commit such things, or we wouldn't have said anything. And think you this, O man, that judges them which do such things and does the same, that somehow you're going to escape the judgment of God? Or despise you the riches of the goodness and forbearance and longsuffering? Not knowing that the goodness of God is what's going to lead you and others into repentance. But after the hardness and the impenitent heart treasures up into itself, wrath against the day of wrath and the revelation of the righteous judgment of God. Us making a mess of ourselves by thinking we know something. 
who will render to every man according to his deeds. To them who, by patient continuance and well-doing, seek for glory and honor, immortality, and eternal life. But to them that are contentious and do not obey the truth, but obey unrighteousness, indignation and wrath. So tribulation and anguish upon every soul that does evil of the Jew first and then the Gentile. But glory and honor and peace to every man that works good to the Jew first and also to the Gentile. For God, there is no respect for persons. Whatever you do is what you're going to get. And I guess maybe we don't believe that because wholeheartedly if we believe that, we might change what we do. 1 Corinthians Chapter 1, verse 18. For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness. Maybe that's the catch, right? But unto them that perish, but unto them, excuse me, but unto them, unto us which are saved is the power of God. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and will bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. Where is the wise? Where is the scribe? Where is this disputer of the world? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of this world? For after that of the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God. It pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that actually decided to believe. For the Jews require a sign, the Greeks seek after wisdom. But we preach Christ crucified. Under the Jews it's a stumbling block, and under the Greeks it's foolishness. But unto them which are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God. Because the foolishness of God is wiser than men and the weakness of God is stronger than men. Chapter 2, verse 9. It is written, Eye has not seen nor ear heard, neither has entered in the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those of us that love him. But God has revealed them unto us by his Spirit. For his Spirit searches all things. Yes, the deep things of God. For what man knows the things of a man but the Spirit of a man which is in him? Even so the things of God knows no man but the Spirit of God. Now we have... Receive not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. Which things also we speak, not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Ghost teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. But the natural man receives not these things of the spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him, neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. But he that is spiritual... Judges all things, yet he himself is judged of no man. For who has known the mind of the Lord, that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. Turn with me to chapter 3, verse 16. So know you not that you are the temple of God, and the Spirit of God dwells in you? Not around you, not by you, not over you, not under you, in you. If any man defile the temple of God, him, God's going to destroy. For the temple of God is holy. So which temple are you? Let no man deceive himself. If any man among you seems to be wise 
In this world, let him become a fool that he might learn to be wise. For the wisdom of this world is foolishness with God, for it is written, he that takes the wise, he takes the wise in their own craftiness. And again, the Lord knows the thoughts of the wise and knows that they are vain or selfish. Therefore, let no man glory in men, for all things are yours. Whether Paul or Apollos, Peter or the world, life or death, the things present, things to come, all are yours. And you are Christ, and Christ is God's. Chapter 5, verse 6. Your glorying then is not good. You know, know you not that a little leaven leavens the whole lump? So purge out therefore that old leaven, that you may be a new lump. As you are unleavened, for even as Christ our Passover is sacrificed for us, that let us keep the feast not with the old leaven, neither with the leaven of malice and wickedness, but with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. Turn with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Verse 1. Wherefore, seeing we have this ministry, as we've received mercy, we're not going to quit or faint. We've renounced the hidden things of dishonesty, walk, not walking in craftiness or handling the word of God deceitfully, but by the manifestation of the truth. Committing ourselves to every other man's conscience in the sight of God. God being our witness unto others that we are for real. But if our gospel be hidden, it's hidden to them that are lost. In whom the God of this world has blinded the minds of them which believe not. Lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. For we preach not ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord and ourselves, servants for Jesus' sake. For God, who commanded the light... To shine out of the darkness and shine in our hearts. To give that light of the knowledge. To give that light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Christ to others. But we have this treasure in earthen vessel. That the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. 2 Corinthians 6. 1. We then, as workers together with them, him being God beseech you that you receive not the grace of God in vain. For he says, I have heard you in a time accepted, and in a day of salvation I have succored thee. Behold, now in a time accepted, behold, now is the day of salvation. So give no offense in anything, that ministry be not blamed. But in all things, approving ourselves as, a, as ministers of God in much patience, and afflictions, necessities, and distresses. Proving ourselves in stripes and imprisonments, and tumults and labors and watchings and in fastings. Proving ourselves by the pureness, by knowledge, by long suffering, by kindness, by the Holy Ghost, and by love sincere. Proving ourselves by the word of truth, by the power of God, by the armor of righteousness on the right and on the left. By honor and dishonor, proving ourselves by evil report and good report, as deceivers and yet true, as unknown and yet well known. Proving ourselves as we die, behold, and yet we live, as chastened and yet killed not, as sorrowful yet always rejoicing, as poor yet making many rich, as having nothing yet possessing all things. We need to prove ourselves that this is what God has done for us.
Turn with me to chapter 13, verse 3. So since you seek a proof of Christ speaking in me, which to you is not weak, but is mighty, examine yourselves, whether you be in the faith. As I said, prove your own selves. Know you not that your own selves, how that Christ Jesus is in you, except you've been come reprobate? But I trust that you shall know that we are not reprobate. Now I'm going to pray to God that you do no evil. Not that we would appear approved, but that you should do that which is honest, though you be or we be even as reprobate. For we can do nothing against the truth. Everything we're going to do is for the truth. For we are glad when we are weak, and you are strong. And this also we wish, even for your perfection or your maturing. Therefore, I write these things or speak these things and you being absent. Lest being present, I should use sharpness, according to the power which the Lord has given me to the edification of the lifting of you up, and not to your destruction. Praising the Lord, right? Galatians chapter 3, verse 1. Oh, foolish folks. We'll talk about the Galatians. Can't pick on them, they're not here to protect themselves. <laughs> Who has bewitched you that you should not obey the truth? Before whose eyes Jesus Christ has been evidently set forth crucified among you? How are you going to prove something different than what you've been taught? This only would I learn of you. Did you receive the Spirit by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? Are you so foolish, having begun in the Spirit, that now you're going to be made perfect by your flesh? Have you suffered so many things in vain? And yet, is it in vain? He, therefore, that ministers to you the Spirit, works miracles among you, does he do it by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? That pastor preacher you got. Chapter 5. Verse 1. So stand fast, therefore, in that liberty where Christ has made us free. And do not become entangled again with the yokes of bondage. Behold, I, Paul, say unto you that if you be circumcised, Christ shall profit you absolutely nothing. For I testify again to every man that is circumcised that he is a debtor to do the whole law. Christ has become of no effect unto you. Whosoever of you are justified by the law, you are fallen from grace. For we through the Spirit wait for the hope of righteousness by faith. For in Jesus Christ neither circumcision avails anything nor uncircumcision, but faith which works by love. You did run well. So who did hinder you that you should not obey the truth? This persuasion comes not of him that called you, and still a little leaven leavens the whole lump. So I have confidence in you, though, through the Lord, that you will be none otherwise minded. But he that troubles you shall bear his judgment, whoever that actually is. Ephesians chapter 1, 
Verse 3. Blessed be God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with spiritual blessings in heavenly places in God, or in Christ. According as he has chosen us in him through the foundation, before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love, having predestined us unto the adoption of children by Christ, to himself according to the good pleasure of, again, his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace, wherein he has made us accepted in the blood. So our reality is changed by the salvation we've received. In whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of his grace, his grace, where he has abounded towards us in all wisdom and prudence that we might know how to live in this vessel, having made known unto us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, which he purposed once again in himself. That in the dispensation of the fullness of times, he might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on earth, even again in him, in whom we have obtained that inheritance being predestined according to the purpose of, of him who will works all things after the counsel of his own will. That we should be to the praise of his glory who first trusted in Christ, in whom you also trusted. After you heard the word of truth, the gospel that brought you to salvation, in whom also after you believed, you were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise, which was the down payment of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession, again under the praise of His glory. Amen. Ephesians chapter 4. Verse 11. Christ came. He descended to hell. He ascended to heaven. He gave some of us here apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ until we all come into the unity of the faith. We're to be found in the unity of the Spirit, but now be the unity of the faith, believing the same things. The unity of the faith. And of the knowledge of the Son of God into a perfect man, into the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. That henceforth, we would be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of man and by the cunning craftiness whereby they lie in wait to deceive. But speaking the truth in love may help them all grow up into him, into all things which is the head, even Christ, from whom the whole body is fitly joined together and compacted, compacted by that which every joint supplies according to the effectual or effective working in the measure of every part making an increase of the body to the edifying of itself in love. This I say, and I testify in the Lord that from now on, walk not as other worldly people walk in the vanity of their minds, having their understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of their hearts, who being in the past caught up in their feelings, having given themselves over to lasciviousness, to work all uncleanness with greediness. But you guys have also learned Christ, 
If so be that you have heard him and have been taught by him as the truth is in Christ. I pray that you put off concerning the former conduct of the old man, which is corrupt according to the deceitful lust, that you might be renewed in the spirit of your mind, the mind of Christ, and that you would put on the new man, which is after God and created in righteousness and true holiness. Ephesians 5, verse 8. For you were sometimes darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. So walk as that child of the light. For the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness and righteousness and truth, proving what's acceptable unto the Lord. And have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. For it's a shame even to speak of the things which are done of them in secret. But all things which are reproved are made manifest or obvious by the light. For whatsoever does make manifest is not just the light, his light. Wherever he says, awake you that sleep and arise from the dead and Christ shall give you this light. Chapter 6, verse 10. We all know this one. Hopefully. We've been given a full armor of God to help us walk through and process these things. So finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord, the power of His might, not the power of some strength of yours. Put on the whole armor of God that you might be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Saying that the wiles of the devil are real, legit, they're a reality. But they have the authority only if we don't do what we're supposed to do. We take the authority back when we do what we're supposed to do. For we wrestle not against the flesh and the blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, having done all to stand. I ask that you stand, therefore, having your loins girded about with truth, Having on a breastplate righteousness, your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace, and above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith you'll be able to quench all of the fiery darts of the wicked. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the sword or the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, and watching. Thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all of the saints. And for me, that utterance may be given to me that I might openly my, open my mouth boldly to make known the mysteries of the gospel, for which I'm an ambassador in bonds, and thereunto I might speak boldly as I ought to speak. So I might speak and preach of this authoritative reality in our life. That we might all find some hope. Colossians chapter 1. Verse 3. So we give thanks to God the Father for the Lord Jesus Christ, praying always, since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of the love which you have all towards the saints. For the hope which is laid up for you in heaven, whereof you have heard before in the word of the truth of the gospel, where it's come unto you as it is into all the world and brings forth fruit, as it does also in you since the day you heard it and knew that the grace of God really was in truth. As you also learned of Epaphras, our fellow servant, who is for you a faithful minister of Christ, 
who also declared unto you, or us, your life and your living in the Spirit. For this cause we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you, and desire that you might be filled with that you might be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. To you might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all might, according to his glorious power, unto all patience and longsuffering with joyfulness. 2 Thessalonians. Chapter 2, 1. Now we beseech you or beg you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and by our gathering together unto him, that you would soon not be shaken in mind or be troubled either by the Spirit nor by the Word nor by the letters as from us as the day of Christ is at hand. That no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come except there come a falling away first and the man of sin be revealed and the son of perdition who opposes and exalts himself above all that is called God, for that is worship so that he, as God, sits in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. Remember you now when I shared these things with you, I told you of these things before? And now you know what withholds that it might be revealed this time. For the mystery of iniquity does already work, only he who now lets the Spirit of God will let until he decides to step out of the way and let Satan have his full reign. And then shall that wicked be revealed for whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming. Even him whose coming is after the working of Satan with all power and signs and lying wonders and with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in all of them that perish because they receive not the love of the truth that they might be saved. For this cause, God's going to send a strong delusion that they would believe a lie. That they all might be damned who believed not the truth, but had pleasure more in their unrighteousness. Chapter 3, verse 1. Finally, brethren, pray for us that the word of the Lord might have free course and be glorified even as it is with you. Help us get a good handle on this. We need it. That we may be delivered from unreasonable and wicked men, for all men have not faith. But the Lord is faithful, who shall establish you and keep you from evil. And we have confidence in the Lord touching you, that you both do and will do the things which we command you, and that the Lord directs your hearts into the love of God and to the patient waiting for his son Jesus. Second Timothy chapter 2. Verse 14. So these things put them in remembrance, charging them before the Lord that they would strive not about words to no profit to the subverting of hearers. So study to show yourself approved unto God, a workman that needs not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. And shun profane and vain babblings, for they're just going to increase into more and more ungodliness. And their word will eat as does a canker, of whom Hymenaeus and Philetus concerning the truth of Herod, saying that the resurrection is past already and overthrew the faith of some. But nevertheless, the foundation of God is going to stand sure, having this seal. The Lord knows them that are his. And let everyone that names the name of Christ 
depart from their iniquity. But in a great house there are not only vessels of gold and of silver, but also of wood and earth, some to honor, some to dishonor. And if a man will purge himself from these dishonorable things, he shall be a vessel unto honor, sanctified and meet and ready and prepared for the master's good work. Chapter 3, verse 1. This know also, that in the last days perilous times are going to come. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those things that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof. From these, such people turn away. For of these people, of these sort, they creep into houses. They lead captive silly women laden with sins, led away with diverse lusts, ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Titus chapter 1, verse 10. For there are many unruly and vain talkers and deceivers, especially those of the circumcision, whose mouths must be stopped, who subvert whole houses teaching things that they ought not to teach for filthy lucre sake or money's sake. One of them, even a prophet of their own, said that Christians are always liars, evil beasts, slow bellies. This witness is true. They did this. Wherefore, rebuke them sharp, sharply, that they may be sound in their faith, not giving heed to Jewish fables and commandments of men that turn from the truth. Unto the pure, all things are pure, but unto the, them that are defiled and unbelievers, nothing is pure. But even their mind and their conscience is defiled. They profess that they know God, but in works they deny Him. Being abominable and disobedient, and to every good work they become reprobate. Titus chapter 2, verse 11. For the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared unto all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world. Looking for that blessed hope, and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior Christ, who gave himself for us that he, that he might redeem us from all iniquity and purify unto himself and peculiar people, zealous of good work. These things I want you to speak and exhort and rebuke with all authority and let no man ever despise you. Hebrews chapter 10. Verse 19. So having therefore, brethren, the boldness to enter into the holiest by the blood of Christ, by a new and living way which he has consecrated for us through the veil, that is to say, his flesh. And having a high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart 
in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience, our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, for he is faithful that is promised. And let us consider one another to provoke unto, unto love and to good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another inasmuch as more as we see the day approaching. For if we sin willfully, after that we have received this knowledge of the truth, there remains no more sacrifice for sins. Just a certain, certain fearful looking for of judgment and fiery indignation which shall devour the adversaries which you would be one. He that despised Moses' law died without mercy under two or three witnesses. How much more of a sore punishment suppose you shall he be thought worthy of who trods under the foot the Son of God and has counted the blood of a covenant wherewith he has sanctified an unholy thing and has done despite to the Spirit of grace. For we know him that has said, Vengeance belongs to me. I will recompense, says the Lord. And again, the Lord shall judge his people. It's a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. James chapter 1, verse 18. You see, of his own will begot he us with the word of truth, that we should be kind of a first fruit of his creatures. Wherefore, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to anger, slow to speak, and slow to wrath. For the wrath of man is going to work not the righteousness of God. Wherefore, lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness, and receive with meekness the engrafted word, which is able to save your souls. But be you, do, be you doers of the word, and not hearers only. Make your reality the doing of what God says. Deceiving your own selves, for if anybody hear, be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he's like unto a man beholds his natural face in a glass, and he beholds himself and goes away, and a matter of moments, and he forgets what he looked like. But whoso looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues therein, being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the word, this man should be blessed in his deeds, and you'll always know who you are. If any man among you seem to be religious and bridles not his tongue, but deceives his own heart, this man, his religion is in vain. Pure religion and undefiled before God and the Father is this, to visit the fatherless and the widows and their afflictions, and keep yourself unspotted from this world. First Peter Chapter 1, verse 3. I swear this message is in every message of God. <clears throat> Blessed be God, the Father of the Lord Jesus Christ, which according to His, His abundant mercy has begotten us again, just like I said in James, and to a living hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to an inheritance that's incorruptible, undefiled, and that fades not away, that is reserved in heaven for you. We who are kept by the power of God through faith and the salvation to be revealed in this last time. Wherein you greatly rejoice, though now for a season, if need be, you are in heaviness through some manifold temptations. 
that the trial of your faith be much more precious than gold that perishes, though be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Christ. Praise, honor, and glory in you at the appearing of Christ. Whom having not seen you love, and whom, though thou you see him not, yet you believe, you rejoice with a joy that is unspeakable. And full of glory, receiving the end of your faith, even the salvation of your souls. Verse 13, therefore gird up the loins of your mind, be sober, and hope to the end for the grace that is to be brought unto you at the revelation of Christ. As obedient shall not fashion yourself according to your former lusts in your ignorance or stubbornness. But as he which has called you is holy, so be you holy in all manner of conduct. Because it is written, be you holy. For I am holy. And if you call upon the Father, who without respect of persons judges according to every man's work, pass your time sojourning or living here in fear or reverence. For as much as you know that you are not redeemed with corruptible things such as silver and gold from your selfish conduct received by the traditions of your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ as a lamb without blemish and without spot, who truly was foreordained before the foundation of the world, but was manifest or revealed in these last times for you, who by him you do believe in God, that raised him from the dead and gave him glory, that your faith and your hope might be in God and God alone. First John. Chapter 1. Verse 5. This then is the message which we have heard of him, and we declared unto you, that God is light, and in him is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him, and we walk in darkness, we are liars and don't know the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all of our sin. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and again, the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, though he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all of our unrighteousness, all of it. If we say that we have not sinned, though we make him a liar, and again, the word is not in us. Chapter 2, verse 3. And hereby we do know that we know him, if we keep his commandments. And he says, I know him, and keeps not his commandments as a liar and the truth isn't in him. But whoso keeps his word in him truly is the love of God perfected. Hereby we know that we are in him. He that says he abides in him ought himself also walk even as he walked. Verse 24. Let us therefore that abide that therefore abide in you which you have heard from the beginning. If that which you have heard from the beginning shall remain in you, not just abide but remain, you shall continue in the Son and in the Father. And this is the promise that has, He has promised us, which is eternal life. These things I have written unto you concerning them that try to seduce you. But the anointing which you have received of Him abides in you, and you need not that any man teach you. But as the same anointing teaches you of all things, that is the truth, and is no lie, and even as it has taught you, you shall abide in Him. And now, little children, abide in him. When that he shall appear, we may have confidence 
and be not ashamed before him in his coming. If we know that he is righteous, we know that everyone that does righteousness is born of him. Chapter 3, verse 16. Hereby perceive we the love of God. Because he laid down his life for us and that we ought to lay down ours for the lives of the brethren. But whoso hath the world's good and sees his brother of need and shuts up his bowels of compassion from him. Now, how does the love of God dwell in him? So my little children, let us not love in word, neither in tongue, but let us love in deed and love in truth. And hereby we know that we are the truth and shall assure our hearts because before him, because our heart condemns God is greater than our heart and he knows all things. But beloved, if our heart condemns us not, then we have confidence towards God. And whatsoever we ask, we receive of him because we keep his commandments and we do the things that are pleasing in his sight. And this is the commandment, that we should believe on the name of the Son, Jesus Christ, and love one another as he gave his commandment. And he that keeps this commandment dwells in him, and God additionally dwells in you. Or in that person. And hereby we know that he abides in us. Because of the spirit which he has given to us. So we have this inner knowledge. Of what goes on. So the message is clear. What's your reality? And why does that reality have an authority over, your, over you. Contrary to the authority God's placed there. This is the authority of God. From start to finish this. Do what I ask you to do and you're good. Don't do what I ask you to do and you're not. We have this tendency to want to do whatever we think we think's right in our own eyes. Go to Proverbs again and look what it says. Good luck. Live this life he's given you and you're good. Ignore this life that he's given you and you're on your own. In a world that's gone to hell and going deeper every day. And where's that going to put you? How are you going to take what little bit you got and go out there and survive? Are you built up with street knowledge? That you know how to handle the street? Then it will eat you. You've been given and built up with the knowledge of the Lord God. And for some reason you won't Grasp a hold of that which will give you the eternal life you're looking for. So how do we make that choice and keep it? Everywhere it's said in here, pray for the Father to help you, to give you what you need. Pray for the Father that has already forgiven all of your unrighteousness. All of it. So all this pouty little crap I see all the time, it's over. Take your drama down the road. Maybe, maybe they'll open a new vaudeville show for you or something. You practice your drama in front of a crowd. It's time to clear your act up. Get right and stay right. Let the glory of God be seen in you that others might come to know the glory of God through you. That's the challenge. All this other stuff is nothing more than drama and nonsense. Be who he created you to be. This message should not go in vain. Everything from the beginning all the way through kept repeating 
the same things over and over again in different ways, saying the same thing. So hopefully there's no way you could wiggle out and go, I didn't say, I didn't understand what he meant. You can't help but understand what he means. Now it's whether or not you'll listen. Father, we come before you and say, thank you, Lord, for this time that you have given us. And ask, Lord God, that we are not foolish. We do determine to make this choice and live this life according to your will and your purpose. Giving us that wisdom and spiritual understanding we need, Father, to know the things you're doing, freely knowing these things for our life that we're living in you. There's no doubt, there's no concern, there's no wondering or speculating. It's been made evident to us through who you are and what you're trying to accomplish in this world through us. So we'll give you praise, we'll give you thanks, we'll give you honor and glory for all of these things as we take this ride together with each other and with you. And we'll see you glorified in the precious name of our Lord and our Savior Jesus. Amen and amen.